Okay, Booker Tov. Today's daf is daf Chof Beis in Tanis. Yesterday we got down to the two dots, almost exactly halfway down the page. Al elu mitmatrim And the following things we call out, that means again, either with, either with a chauffeur or with simply a nenu, as we said, another way to interpret that, but we call out on these various tzaros. On blast, that's like a <coughs> disease that affects the crops. Ali Rakan, another mildew, it's another disease that occurs. Ala Arba, or locust, the Hasil crickets, Balchayara, on wild animals. If wild animals attack, then we, we immediately, so to speak, call a fast and we, and we, uh, uh, we blow the chauffeur. But keep on our Alashida from Bayarakan, Bacholshu. How much? Even a small amount. In other words, once they see just a small amount of blast or mildew has affected the crops, you can rest assured it's spreading. Arba v'chasil, if it's locusts or crickets, afilo near Beretz Yisrael, ela knaf echad. Even if you find one wing, that's a bad sign. In other words, when they're looking for, it's like, unfortunately, when you're looking for um, termites, you know what I mean? If they find one wing, that's already, that's a bad sign, because they're, they're out there. Masriel, they call out. So this could really be the same thing. means Even though the Mishnah said that, uh, as you said, enough to fill a tanur, but it, it's just the way that it happened that way, says Rashi. But even any amount you call it. What do you mean wild animals? There's always wild animals. It all depends. It's only, if, so to speak, it's divinely discharged, if Hashem sent them out. How do we know that? We'll see in a minute. If it's not divinely charged. If you go to a, if you go to the jungle somewhere, obviously that's where the wild animals are. So that's not a bad sign. And we'll describe it in a minute. How, how can you tell? If they're not divinely sent, what does that mean? How can you tell? Nearest the ear, if they're in the city, that's a bad sign. If they're roaming free in the city, then it's divinely sent. Because they don't know them, they're afraid to roam in the city. But so if it's out in the field, if it's during the day Mishalachas, then it's a sign that they're that they're discharged. That Hashem sent them out because they normally they don't they don't traverse around during the day. But Laila and Mishalachas. So we'll see. Does that mean in the field or in the city? The Gemara will ask right away. Let's say it saw two people and runs after them Mishalachas because normally it doesn't run after two people, it, and it's not if it's not in its own territory. Nechbas if it's if it hides so, but if, if it hides away from two people, that normally animals are afraid of people and in, 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 in not on their own turf. It's like a dog. He'll bark if you're on his turf, but not if he's in the street, right? So if he hides from them, then it's, then, he's not, then it's not considered divinely sent. You don't have to do his power for that. That's just the way they normally act. Let's say he killed two people, devoured, like, you know, he trampled two people, and he ate one of them. Then Mishalachas. Why would he only one? If he ate both of them, he was hungry. But if he ate only one of them, that's like strange. You know, they're, 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 not, they're normally not going to kill what, they're not, what they don't eat. Also, let's say he went up to the roof or wherever the, wherever the cradle was. Another Latina recently took a baby out of its, out of its basket, out of, you know, out of its crib. Mishalachas. That's not normal. As we'll see, tomorrow we'll describe this also. Speaking about a place uh, where... Uh, he has he has the ability to get other food, but he goes and this is a strange act, and that's considered mishulachas, considered divinely sent. So now Mizmor is going to ask on these cases. So Hagufakasha, it seems to be a stira. Amrit nirasa be'ir mishulachas loshen aviyom loshen You said if it's seen in the city, 
then it's considered divinely sent. It's not considered a normal activity for these animals, mashma, whether it's day or night. And then you said, Bayom, if it's during the day, then it's considered divinely sent. Means if in the city you see it during the day, then it's Bayom. And as animals roam in the free, in the wild, and they also roam in the city at night when they're not seen, when they're protected by the darkness. That's normal. But if they're seen during the day in the city, that's a bad sign. Even during the day, let's say he sees two people and runs after them, then it's a bad sign. If he just stands, he doesn't run, then it's not Mishlachas. If it hides from the animal, so which one is it? Let's say the animal doesn't pursue the two guys. If it pursues the two guys, that's a bad sign. If it hides, then it's an okay sign. What happens if it doesn't pursue or it doesn't hide? It just stands there. If it's near the swamp in its normal territory and it stands there, then it's not afraid. That's its normal activity because it knows it can always jump back into the agam. But if it's if it's not near the agam, if it's not near a swamp, then its normal activity would be to hide. And if it stays there, that's a bad sign. That's what Rashi says. Uh, if he stands there, they keep in the smuchal agam. That's the way normal ones and ones are way. But in other words, normally would run away, and since it doesn't, it's a sign that it's heavenly sent. If it trampled two people, like one of them, ate one of them, that's mishlachas. They both made mishlachas because we're just hungry. You said even if it runs after people, it's considered mishlachas. So what does he have to eat them for? Again, Rashi, the first of the white line says, only if it ate it is it considered divine, not ratza, where that's where it's near an agam. Ba'agam, the kiva, the hainu duchta, son chadai, the brah, the basrayu. So it'll run after him. In other words, normally, normally, um, if, if, it's, um, if it's near the agam, if, if it's not near the agam, then, then he has to devour the people or devour one out of two to be considered an abnormal act and to be considered something we should daven for. But if it's near the agam, then uh, uh, if, if, it's, if it's not near its normal place, it's got to run after him. It runs after him. So only there, where do you say the What's that uh, little test there? Let's say and it's since it's normal spot, In other words, running after it is good enough. Where it's, where it's in its own home territory, then if it's if it's running after that, that's already a bad sign. But but if it's not in its its uh, sign, then 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 running isn't enough. It's got to actually eat it. Kitani the rots the achlein rotsalo. Or he says not forget rotsa. It's a little strange in Russian Rashi. Rashi says kitanya he the achlein only if it ate it. But rotsalo running after it is not a bad sign if it's near its swamp, if it's near its own territory. So running is not such a big sign. That's what it normally does. Then it's got to eat it. But if it's not in, then it's got to eat somebody to be considered a bad sign. But if it's not in its normal territory, then running after it is good enough, is considered good enough of a, of a bad sign that you would be mispal for and be masriya. Gufa, also lagag. If it went up to the roof, it doesn't mean dafka the roof, it means that's where they kept the crib up there. But not I mean, if he takes a baby out, that's a bad sign. Amrapapa, it means it's a, like a hunter's cave. It means it's out in the field, it's not literally in the house. 
that the hunters keep out there to capture the birds. It's like a place for them, a little lodging out in the field. It's still considered mishulachas. In other words, if he goes into an apartment house, an animal, wild animal goes to an apartment house and steals a baby, that's clearly a divinely sent bad sign. But the Kiddush is, even if it's not in a regular house, it's something out in the field. If out in the field, we say that's more his normal activity. But it's in a little hut, like out in the in the field, a little cave out in the field. What do we say? We said if a cherev. Cherev means sword. That means there's a fight. There's a, there's a war going on. So he said on these things, you're a right? Uh, uh, for um, you know, you, you you call out. You you you, uh, you do the truas. If you didn't get to the Zayim yet, we said it was Balacherev. The Mishnah said back in the New Testament Aleph, on these things we're Masriya, we're Masriya, and Yerakon, and Shidafon, and Arba, Chasil, Chayarah. We talked and discussed now Chayarah. And now we'll talk about Cherev, Masriya, and Aleh, Meshim, Makam, Valachas. In other words, if the sword is taken out against you, then you call out truest right away, right? Ah, so that's what Moore's going to say now. Tanabon, Cherev, Shalom, or Ain't it Sarchlom, or Cherev, Shain, Shalom? We don't have to talk about the guys coming to fight against you. That's obvious. Even when they're just coming, like you said, love, or they're just coming to pass through your land. In other words, uh, an army says, we have no fight with you. We just want to cross over your land. You remember what uh, Reagan said to the French when he wanted to use French airspace to, uh, to bomb Algeria after the uh, Lockerbie affair? You remember that? The F-111s back in the 80s? So he said, we just want to use your airspace. And they said, no. And he said, you, just, you didn't seem to mind our, us using your airspace back in the 40s, you know, when we, when we saved you guys then. And anyway, they just want to use their airspace. They just want to use their land. They're not, that's what he means. That's also a curse. So you say, why is that a curse? If you have a, what's supposedly a, an ally who just wants to traverse your land to go fight a war and doesn't, want, doesn't mean you any harm, so why do you have to be must Why do you have to call out? Because it's not good to have guns and swords around anyway. That's the idea. You don't. You have no bigger uh, a peaceful or ally, uh, a, a warring, a warring faction that was an ally. was friendly with the Jews. died through him. In other words, sometimes you could even have an ally there, but there's a misunderstanding. You know, it's very when people when the uh, when the sabers are rattled, you know, things can go wrong. What's the matter? What's bothering you? I'm not. Uh, I'm not fighting with you. El Aki El Base Mochamti. I want to go to my. I want to go to the front. I want to go fight with the guys who are fighting. Who are my enemies? Ve'elohim Omar Lavaleni. And God said to rush me. In other words, they're pushing me. Go ahead and do it. Stop. You know, cease your your objection because of the God that is with me. That you shouldn't be destroyed. What do you mean? God is with him. That's Avodah Zarah. Parvah was speaking about his, his God. Avodah Zarah. Amr Siyashi said, since he's, he's trusting in Avodah Zarah, I'll certainly be able to, to um, defeat him. I'll be able to prevail against him. What happened over there? So Yoshio took up arms against Parvah 
Vayore Yorim and the archers uh, shot Melech They shot the bows and arrows, the arrows to Melech Yashio. Vayomer Melech he told the servants, Havireni, evacuate me from the frontier. Kichlesimot, I'm really, I'm in bad shape. My kichlesimot. His whole body was full of holes like a sieve. It was leaking like a sieve. In other words, blood was coming out from all over the place. He was mortally wounded. Why was he punished? What is he? He just shouldn't have just taken up arms without consulting with the prophet Yirmiyo. He didn't. He didn't consult with him. My Dorish, what? Why did he? What made him think that it's that he should go to war? Says, the Pasuk says, when things are good, no sword will pass through your land. My what kind of a sword are we speaking about? We're talking about an enemy. It says in the same Pasuk, it says, I will give peace in your land. So peace in your land means that there will be no enemy there. So what does it mean? Even, even a peaceful sword, meaning a sword that just wants to pass through your land, that's, that, that won't be there. So, so uh, Yoshio felt confident that in this time when the Jews are good, that uh, there's peace, there's peace, and not even an not even an ally sword will pass through the land. So he felt that he had the divine right to stand up and that God would be with him in his fight against Paranachet. And Hashem, but when he didn't know he didn't know that his his generation was not as worthy in God's eyes of the pasuk of Nasati not so simple. That's when things are really good. You guys aren't that good. And therefore, he should have consulted with Navi. That was his mistake, and it was a fatal mistake. As he was dying, he saw his lips were moving. He saw that Yoshio's lips were moving. Maybe something, he's saying something improper against God. Let me check it out. So I got sorry because of the pain that he's in. So Gokhan, he bent over. Yoshio bent over the uh, mortally wounded. Yoshio bent over to listen to Shame and he heard him to come to Din. He was saying he was Matzika Din, and as he said, Omri said, Sadako Hashem, uh, Hashem is righteous, Kipiu Marisi, because I have rebelled against his words, his mouth. In other words, it's my fault. Pasakli Shatos at that point Yermiao said started saying, Ruach Apenu, the the spirit of our no of our nostrils, Mashiach Hashem, the anointed one of Hashem. He's referring to when he said these Ruach Apenu Mashiach Hashem, those words of Echa, he was referring to he was referring to um, to Yoshio, who we call the Mashiach, the anointed one of Hashem. So it means over here, so you see over here that even a friendly sword can be a bad sword. It's like, you know, Chasvachil having a gun in the house. It might be a friendly gun, but guns can go off, things that can always be misunderstanding. So the Mishnah back in the test said that the people, uh, the, the, the tzaddikim, the, um, the leaders of Yerushalayim, uh, went down. The elders went down to Shalim, went to the cities, and, they, and they, they, they saw a little bit of blast in Ashkelon, a little bit of Kamale Fitana, like just the amount of, to, open, to, uh, to fill the opening of a Tanur, and they already were Gozer fast. Um, that, that's what it's over here. Now, that's what the Mishnah said. So the question over here is the Gemara says, Iboilu, how much are we speaking about? Kamale Tfua, is it a, a he said, he said a, a, an oven full? Is it an oven full of produce? Now the Mishnah said, if you look carefully, the Mishnah says, Kamali Pitanor. Amish is Kamali T Pitanor. Apparently the Gemara over here said 
The Gemara was basing it on the Mishnah. The Mishnah said is Kamali Tanner. So what do you mean? A tanner, is a Tanner full of Tfu, of, of produce? Odilma Kamali Tanner Bas, or is it a, a Tanner full of bread? A full of bread is less than a Tfu. If it was full of, a full of grain, that would be a lot more than the amount of, of bread uh, that would fill a Tanner. So it's Tashma Kamali Pitanner. In other words, maybe the Gemari had the Kashi didn't they? Because Gemari had an understanding that it was Kamali Taner. He says, no, the words of the Mishnah are Kamali Pitaner, like the opening of the Taner. It says, Tashma, it's like Mashma, it's not clear if that's from the Bar Mishnah. It's Kamali Pitaner, like the opening. The opening we're speaking about, the, the Tfur can't sit at the opening. In other words, we're not filling the whole Taner or the whole volume of an oven. We're just talking about, like, the plane of the opening. So, and that can't be a Taner, a, a grain can't sit in an opening. It's got to be a bread which is stuck to the sides. But dying to Bale, Kikisuya the Tanner, is it just like the cover of the Tanner? Or Dilma, Kidora the Rifta, or is it like rows of bread, the Hardale the Puma, that are nearby or lined up with the opening? Take so that question stands. So it's Mashma that if it, would, if it means like the entire opening of the Tanner, there would apparently be more bread. Uh, or they, they, you know, they found that the amount of blast, the amount of Shidafon, whatever the plague was, how much was that? To cover the opening, and even there we're dealing with, is it to cover the opening, the full opening, or is it just if loaves of bread are lined up, they're blocking the opening? Apparently that's a smaller amount, and, um, and they were going to Zertanis uh, because of that. Go Zertanis, Oshinir, Kamaliki, Tanashi, just they, that small amount of one oven, they were go Zertanis when they saw that amount. They were also go Zertanis because two wolves ate babies, two babies. Amr Ulab says, it said, and again, Mishal goes Zertanis, Shafu, Shnezev, and Tunokas, baby had an eight. Babies, the babes. They said the little uh, infants. Doesn't say how much. Amar ulav. Mishum shem sarek. Ma'isa v'alu zeiv mishnei. There's a story where uh, wolves swallowed two babies. And the Mishnah says Asha achlu. The Mishnah said Asha achlu shnei zeivim. No, no. I'm sorry. It does say Asha achlu zeivim shnei tinokas. Doesn't say how many. It says that wolves ate two two babies. So there was a story here where the wolves ate two babies. V'kiyum derech beisurei. And then. They, um, not they spin them out, pardon? What's the word? They, 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 not vomited, pardon? They excreted them, they excreted them. In other words, after a couple days, after a couple days, they came out when they, uh, when they had to go to the bathroom. The, 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 when the, the, when the, the wolves excreted them the normal way. They were matira the baser, even though it was clear that the uh, what they excreted here wasn't normal waste, but it was actually they could see that it was the babies. But the baser was torn because it had been already um, it had been um, decomposed in the body in the normal way, um, and therefore uh, and therefore the, the baser was no longer tame, but the bones were still intact. The bones of the children were still intact, and therefore the bones were still tame. And what is tame? Bones are matame b'magamasa unless there was enough. Uh, the whole spine or something, and that's why they've been telling me even by Oel. Al-Elu Masriya and B'Shambas, and the following things there are Masriya even on Shambas, Tan Rabbanam. Ir Shikfu, the Gears says, Echad, Echad Ir Shikfu, whether it was a city that was laid siege by the by the Goyim, Onar, or or was laid siege by, uh, the river was about to overflow, they were going to have a flood, Echad Sfinish, I'm interested, or a boat, ship that was uh, at, uh, uh, that that was in danger in in the uh, in the in the sea was about to sink. Or even a go, uh, an individual who was being chased by the guy and pursued by the guy to kill him, or may listen, or because of or because of robbers, or because just an even an evil spirit 
got into the guy, made him crazy, and we're afraid maybe he'll run and jump off a roof or something. On all these, even an individual can afflict himself with a fast. A yachid, an individual, should not put himself. Because maybe, what do you mean you're going to go into a tannis? You yourself, not the whole seabird, you're going to do this by yourself, and you're going to... Uh, all of a sudden, not stop working and fast, etc. Maybe you'll have to need, you'll, you'll need to come on to others, and they're not going to have rachmanos on you because you weren't part of the tzibur. Or Rabbi Yudam my Tem Rabbi what's his reason? Back in Brachus, it says, and a person was a soul of living. You have an obligation to make live the soul, the soul that you you have an obligation to help your soul survive. That means take care of yourself. And don't just go into a tannis without the uh, without the consent of the congregation. Yeah, yeah. So what we say over here is that I think the idea here is like this: that this is an unending thing. In other words, in the case of a halom, so you fast for a day a tannis halom. But a lot of the things that we're talking about over here are abnormal situations. As we got away from the Monday, Thursday, Monday, when the rains came late, and we said on the following things, you stop everything and you, you just keep uh, fasting and, and calling out, etc. We mean like sort of an unending situation that doesn't have a limit of one day or whatever. Like clearly, you can fast for a day, you can take care of things for a day, you can take off the day, it's not going to uh, affect you that badly. We'll see this also, this concept, in the next piece of tomorrow. We don't do Ramadan. We don't do Ramadan. It's not clear Ramadan what they're doing. Is, uh, yeah, but also it's not clear that they really do what we do. And when they say they really fast, and they're yeah, not just... Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah but, but they drink water, I think. No, they drink. no, from, uh, no they don't. Until the evening. I've seen them cheat. Well, they, well, they're, 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 they're not also from... Yeah. Huh? And they, 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 they cheat. Right, right, yeah, right. Yeah. So he's, oh yeah, okay. Um, all right. So now, if you again look back in the mission of Yates, Shimon said that even a dever. Now we're speaking here. We're speaking here about the things that uh, you must read even on Shabbos, right? And Rabbi Yossi said, well, you know, those things are only. To call out for help, but not for crying out. Even on Dever, Now, what does it mean, It sounds like even on pestilence, you call out even on Shabbos, the Chum remoted him. What is, what's going on? They weren't motivated on Shabbos. You can cry out for Dever, a plague killing people. We described it that it was yesterday a city that has like 500 men, three people die one a day for three days consecutively. But they're murdered during the weekdays. You do Odilma, They weren't murdered to him at all. You don't cry at all for for for, for Dever. So Even on Shabbos, you do that. That would be like the Shita of Shimon of of um, of That would be like the Shita of Shimon Timani that says even on uh, that was his name. Said in the name Omer, You don't call it out at all. all right, so you say, so you see that the argument is with well, the Holo means that you don't call out at all. Now this clearly goes against the Mishnah because the Mishnah previously said that, or in fact, was Rabbi Kiva. The, 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 the top part of the Mishnah said, 
right? You're Masriya. You do call out. Masano Masriya, Bechos Vezam Masano Vezam. Rabbi Kiva Omer Masriya is full of Masano. So he's going in the other That's the city surrounding it, but it's Mashma. He's also Mordi Masriya. So what do you mean over here? Rabbi Kiva says, he says the name of Rabbi Kiva, you're not Masriya at all. So again, you have to say that the Mishnah over there is speaking about do you do your normal Monday, Thursday, Monday thing when this when people get together, or is it this is something that you must read immediately? You see the Dever, you call out immediately. So Shimon Tamar says you do it even on Shabbos. The Chum say even during the Chol you don't do that because you might come to do it on Shabbos. Now, there's clearly a difference between doing something on Shabbos versus not things that are immediate and danger. There's an immediate danger. It's like it's not something that's going to last a long time. They're, they're, they're laying siege. The river's about to overflow. You can't wait. The, 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 the ship is uh, at, at sea. Somebody's chasing the guy right now. We can't wait till after Shabbos. It's like Pikuach Nefesh. There you machal Shabbos. Or you're, you're not machal. It's not necessarily Chul Shabbos, but it's, uh, it's not the covet of Shabbos, and we do that anyway. And Shemit Tumas says, even on Dever. And they say, no, even on Dever, you don't do it even on Shabbos or every day continuously. Only Monday, Thursday, Monday. That's what the part, first part of the Mishnah, uh, that's, how you can, that's how you can reconcile the first part of the Mishnah with this part. I'll call Shal Tov al and any Sarah the Chasbulah should come on B'nai Israel. we call out. Rashi, the Gemara says, um, on any tzar, any, it's not only the ones we enumerated till now, anything except for too much rain and abundance of rain we don't cry out for. My time, for too much good. If something good has happened, even if it's too much, you don't need it anymore, you're not mispalled, that should be taken away. How do you know? Remember the bus we had before, back, was called, back on Testament Aleph, Hashem said, bring your tua. Uh, if you bring your miser, if you give your miser, you do you're a good boy. and you put food in my house. Test me out, I will open up the windows of heaven, but because the I'll pour out bracha. Adli die, adli die. My adli die. What does adli die until without enough? What does that mean? Until your lips will wither from saying from saying uh, enough, enough. But the idea over here is, since it says, I'm giving you a bracha. Even when there's too much, it's still a bracha. You're not responsible against that. Hashem is saying, it's a bracha, die. Even if you say enough, 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 it's still called a bracha. If I give you too much of something, don't be responsible against that. Don't be responsible that, that should stop. So that's all, says the Gemara. His name was Yud, like a Yid. Yud, but in Golis, in other words, that's an Eretz Yisrael, but in Golis, meaning in Bubble, which is a low-lying area, and they could easily be flooded. It was always swampy and wet, a well-irrigated place, always wet. And there, when you're worried about floods, like let's say you lived in New Jersey or one of those places where they always have floods, there you could be misspelled that it should stop, because that's not a bracha anymore. Tanim Yochi, Shanashik Shemarim, as a year which had too much rain, Anshim Mishmar, the people, the Konim and the Mishmar, and basically the Shulchan Anshim Amin, Call out to the people in the mamma, those are the people who were, mis- who were mispawal. While the Kabbalists were being brought there, mispawal for the good of B'nai Israel. We had before that's Kohen Levim and Yisrael, even Yisrael. And the Nancho Mishmah told them, Put your eyes on your brothers. In other words, be concerned about your brothers, Shabagola and Babel, Shaloye Batem Kivreim, that their homes should not become their covers, uh, right? Rabbi Michael, we say that in on Rosh Hashanah Yom Kippur also. On Yom Kippur, we say that. On Yom Kippur, the Avoda, right? And Valanche, doesn't say Alanshe uh, Hashvela or what's it not Shvela? What's it called? Anshe Hashvela, Anshe 
Hasharon, Anshei Sharon. What's the pause? In, in, I think in, uh, in the, it says Anshei Sharon. Um, uh, we were mispaled, especially for them. And, and, the, and, and you know, the Kohen Gadol, the Kippur, is mispaled for the Kohen Gadol. That Anshei Sharon, that these mispaled, and they shouldn't have too much. It's a low lying area that their that their houses should not become their cover. I don't know if that's because uh, the houses fall there because it's an irrigated place, and you know, they shouldn't uh, shouldn't die in their homes. Shalos for Blazer, they ask for Blazer. Adhechen Shem Yordim mispaled. How much, he said in the very bubble, we have an exception, but he says in general, how much rain has to happen that we should be misfiled that it shouldn't happen? It's how much rain do we have to have? But at that point, you say, stop, stop, please, please stop. Amalem, Kadesh Yamu, so he gave him an example, like, he, uh, like with hyperbole. He said, I Kadesh Yamu, Adam Bekaren Ephel, until if you stand Karen Ephel, Karen Ephel was a very, very high uh, cliff, a very, very high spot, like on a mountain. If you're standing up there, the Yisachsech Raglov Mayim, and your feet should be treading water, should be uh, pushing in water, meaning it can't happen. It, 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 it can never happen. If, 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 if it's raining up there, that, you're, that up there there's a flood at the top of the mountain on that cliff, if there's a flood there, you know, your, your feet yeah, are in the rain, that's when you should stop playing for rain, meaning it's, it, it's, you should never stop playing for rain. I have a tiny Yodov. It says if your hands are in the rain there, it says Raglov Kiyadov, it means that your, you, your hands... And, or, or like if you just like your feet are in rain, you can bend down and put your hands in the rain in the wa- in the puddles there too. Meaning you never have puddles at such a high level, and therefore you should never stop. Amar how that place Karen Ephel, how high was that? I saw that place. The Kamahutaya, there was a uh, an Arab merchant was Kibrocha uh, There was an Arab merchant riding on a camel on that high spot. And when he got up, the knock of Ramaf Biyadi, he was holding a spear in his hand. Mishaze Anive. It looked to me like a small worm. He was so that's how far high up it was that, that that when I saw him up there, he looked like a tiny little worm. It's a very high spot, and you never have puddles of rain up there. Pasik says, and I will give the rain in its time. This is I can this is at the beginning of the bracha before the klola, and I will put the rain in its time. Lo shikora, not drunken. In other words, not like when you're too much, you're, you're too much water. Velotzmeya, uh, not drought. Not too little. Elevators, that's the, 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 the average amount of rain. That's the bracha. If the rain is too much, metashinus arts, they, they muddy the earth. In other words, when it's too much rain, it's like soaks the earth. And you can't grow any fruits there. It's all muddy. Dovrachar bi'itam. What does it mean, be'itam? Not be'itam, meaning that um, just bainanis. Be'itam means in its time, right? So not just saying be'itam, meaning in its, nor- in its normal fashion, average, not too much, not too little, but in the right time. In other words, when is it good for the rain to come down? In those days, they didn't go out on Wednesday nights because there was a demon called Igris Basmachlis who um, ruled on Wednesday nights. So they used to stay indoors. So people would stay indoors on Wednesday nights, and they certainly stayed indoors on Friday nights when they had their meal and they went to sleep. So that's, when it's, that's a bracha when it's good to have rain in those nights when people weren't outside and it wasn't enough free of them. She came and see me, may shimma m'shatach, and the days from shatach, she yodolam k'sham and b'leilu reviyos of leishvassos. Rain came down on those blessed nights, on Wednesday nights and Friday nights when people were home. It came down so much that in the days from shatach, the rain came down and it was such a bracha, not only was it was it because it was convenient for people, but also it came down with such abundance that it produced a fantastic crop that the wheat, uh, the wheat kernels were as big as kidneys, kikloyos, usorum, and the barley kern, the barley grain, kagarinis asim, was as big as olive pits, vadoshim and lentils, kadinrizov, lentils, which we know are these tiny things, were as big as coins. 
And what they did was they preserved, they like tied up, they preserved samples of these for the other generations, even though they'd be dried up, but they, they conserved them to, to show people, you know, how things good. To show you today when we don't have crops like that, to show you that's all because of the sin. In the days of Shem Shatach, when they were tzaddikim, this is how good the crop can be. But, uh, but today, when, when you see the crops aren't like that, that's because of the sin that causes it. Your sins uh, cause this or turn these things. And your sins caused, uh, you know, uh, uh, caused the uh, good to be held back from you, refrained the good from coming to you. In the days of Hurdus, when he built the base Migdash, he built the base Migdash. Because he rebuilt the uh, t- the uh, temple of Ezra, and he rebuilt this fantastic uh, fantastic edifice. And days well, the rain would come down at night, which was a blessing because people were home sleeping at that time. So it came down to the fields when it didn't bother the people. The mocher in the morning, the wind blew, and the clouds parted. and the sun shone. The and went out to their work. In other words, they saw that was a good sign. As it's a good sign when it rains at night and it's not mafria your work during the day. The Yadu, when they went out during the day and they saw that the sun shone on them and they weren't under the rain, they knew that they were doing God's work. That they were doing God's work, that it was a, it was a good sign. Even though Hordus wasn't such a good guy. But, uh, Was it the end of the Shimon uh, Shatach? Was at the end of the uh, was at the end of the first bias, right? Then the first bias. He was a Tana. It was the end of the first bias. Hordus was already the no, second one. Second. Was later it was second well, bias. It was Shimon Shatach the second bias. The second bias. They're all second bias. It was the first bias is Dovin Shlom. Right. So, no, I mean the, no, 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 not the building. The Shimon Shatach was at the end of the bias Rishon. No. When it wasn't at the time before the they time went to the. Chain, I think. Don't know. We'll check it out. Shimon Ben Shatach's brother in law. Right, right. No, but saying that Hordus wasn't exactly a great size. No, no. Right? Yeah. No, Hordus was talking about. Right. Building second measure. Shimon Shatach was at the end of the first. So maybe the, they could have overlapped. Huh? Which was who? Shimon Shatach. Huh? Second temple, okay. Right, okay. So, so what are we talking? So, we're talking about. We're just talking about. It's, uh, we said before that when Israel and Sadiqim, then, you know. Right, 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 right. Hordus was, uh, I mean, Hordus was a terrible guy. Right, right, right. Right, so they weren't quite at the same time, right. Yeah, yeah, yeah. No, in other words, even though there were bad things, but they were also, it was a good sign. Even, you know, even under, and he's saying Hurtus was a bad guy, but the guys who built the base of Migdash, they, they, were, they were doing holy work. So, you know, right. That maybe he didn't have the, but he didn't have the crops. In other words, the work he was doing was holy work. They were doing holy work, but maybe you're right. Maybe they weren't focused on the good crops that they had with the time of Shimon Shatha. All right, we'll stop here. Tomorrow again, 520.